0: Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Thank you, Dave. (coughs) Jesus Loves Me is one of the favorite songs in all the world. My question for you is this, including Dave, since he called the number out, is it scriptural? Is it scriptural? All of it is except for the last line. That is not scriptural. If I love him when I die, he will take me home on high. That is not true. That is not true. There have been people who were absolutely so in sin that God killed them, they still went to heaven. It's got nothing to do with what we do. It has everything to do with what he did. The rest of the song, great, it's about what he did. But that last line it makes me cringe every single time. So, did cross that out all the books. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that very much. Chronological study of the Bible. This sermon is going to take us a couple of places. And I decided to make a chart to keep us straight on what's going on. Solomon, it is estimated took the throne from David at the age of 15. Uh, some people suspect that that's the reason why David didn't just give the throne to Solomon because David was waiting on Solomon to get older. And then when um, uh, Solomon's brother tried to take the throne, then David went ahead and put Solomon on the throne even at his young age. But typically most people believe he was about 15 years old when he took the throne. He asked God for wisdom because as a 15 year old he didn't have it but asking for wisdom showed he did have wisdom so we're going to start Solomon's uh, career here at the age of 15 asking for wisdom the next major event is him finishing the temple okay roughly 10 years later or when he's 25 years old is when he finishes the temple at the same time as the temple's going on, we also see the book of the Song of Solomon. Now, in the Song of Solomon, we see the love um, story in, um, uh, um, in Collage. Is that what we called it? It's not, it's not sequential. It's like a whole bunch of little... I, I keep remembering the, the, the bulletin board that Lori had up for dad at the time. It was a wonderful illustration. But it's about Solomon and the Shunammite and how that they were in love. The Shunammite was not Solomon's first wife. The uh, uh, daughter of Pharaoh was Solomon's first wife. She was probably his third. But that goes on right about when he's 25. At the age of 30, he is starting to experience tremendous success. Uh, The temple is completed, dedicated. um, He is going through the nation and and basically turning into servants, those who will not submit to the laws of Moses, which basically equaled, am I going to submit to the God of Moses? Okay, so tremendous success during this time is what I believe he wrote the book of uh, of Proverbs. Okay, so right about the age of 30. Last week, we saw the Queen of Sheba, which is what Ray read about just a few minutes ago. The Queen of Sheba came all the way from um, uh, the southern tip of the Red Sea to hear what Solomon had to say. That is basically where we're at uh, uh, today. 1 Kings chapter 10, the Queen of Sheba has just gone home. The title is Coasting Downhill. Verse 14. This is right where Ray left off. Now the weight of the gold that came to Solomon in one year was 600, three score, and six talents of gold. That should jump out even in the King James. That should jump out even the King James. Folks, that's 666. 666. I don't think it's a coincidence, folks, I think it's a hint, but I can't find any specific problem with it because he had no control over it, that's just what came in. But 666 talents of gold, that's 25 tons of gold, 25 tons of gold came to Solomon every year. Hold your finger there and turn to 2 Chronicles chapter 9. Hold your finger in 1 Kings 10, go to 2 Chronicles chapter 9, exactly the same events. Kings is the record of Solomon, David, uh, uh, Samuel. Chronicles is the official records of the nation of Israel. So there's a tremendous amount of where um, Chronicles just copies what David and Samuel and Solomon wrote. But there's a lot of things that Chronicles does not include. There's a lot of things that Kings and, and, and Samuel do not include, so we, we've set them together whenever they overlap. So that the same uh, timeline chronology would be in verse 13 of 2 Chronicles 9. The weight of the gold that came to Solomon in one year was 600, three score of six talents of gold. Hold your finger here, too, and go back to 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 15. So we're going to go back and forth between those two for the next little while. Beside that, he had of the merchantmen and of the traffic of the spice merchants and of the kings of Arabia and of the governors of the country. Beside the 25 tons of gold, he also had the traffic of the merchantmen and the spice merchants. Folks, that's taxes. That's taxes. Uh, we're in tax season right now. Uh, we, Michelle and I did our taxes yesterday, and it was a little higher than I expected it to be, but that's the way taxes work, okay? But in verse 15, he's adding on top of the 25 tons actual taxes for the nation of Israel. Second Chronicles 9 verse 14, Beside that which the chapman and the merchants bought. Chapman, spice merchants, the same thing. Okay, again, we're talking two different records. In, in First Kings, we have Solomon's record. In uh, uh, Second Chronicles, we have the history of the nation of Israel. So there's going to be some times when they use different terminology, but Chapman are spice merchants. And of the kings of Arabia and governors of the country brought gold and silver to Solomon. These are taxes coming on top of the 25 tons of gold. So now we're going to add a new section onto our chart okay at 36 he's now experiencing even more success very important experiencing even more success at this point he's the richest king that ever lived and maybe ever will live with the exception of during the millennial reign Jesus is going to rule with a rod of iron and he's going to possess everything okay so Solomon at 36 years old roughly he is experiencing Vast, vast, that's a vast amount of success. First Kings 10, 16. And King Solomon made stuck right there, not personally, he didn't make them, he ordered them done. Okay. When scripture says that a king does something, ask yourself, could he have done this by himself? Would he have done this by himself? Okay, he authorized it, which means he got it done. But somebody else actually did it, okay? The king made 200 targets. Anybody, without answering out loud, anybody have an idea what a target is? I didn't know what a target was. I had no idea. And you're exactly right. You're exactly right, okay? A target in archery is what you shoot at, right? You know what a target in battle is? A shield. It's what they literally shoot at. Typically they're shooting at the guy, but it hits the shield. That's what the shield's job is. It's the thing where the enemy's weapon wound up. He made 200 large shields of beaten gold. These are solid gold. Why would he do that? Gotta do something with all that gold. 600 shekels of gold, that's 15 pounds of gold, went to one target so 15 pounds of solid gold of just shield second chronicles 9 15 king Solomon made 200 targets of beaten gold 600 shekels of beaten gold went to one target first kings 10:17. and he made 300 shields 300 more these were smaller and we'll see this moment. <laughs> of beaten gold, three pound of gold. In this case, the King James translators helped us out, actually went with pounds. I don't know why they didn't do it all the way through, because that was the measure that they used in 1611, but they didn't do that. Uh, But in this case, it spells it right out for us. uh, 300 shields of beaten uh, three pounds each went to one shield and the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. Now, does anybody remember the house of the forest of Lebanon? most people have no idea what that was and quite frankly until i taught this several several (laughs) years it's been over two years since we taught it i didn't know what it was in the temple complex you've got um solomon's palace right here this here is the house of the forest of lebanon and it's bigger than the temple but most people don't even remember it. It's bigger than the temple. 1st Kings 7, verse 2 tells us that he built also the house of the forest of Lebanon. The length thereof was 100 cubits. That's 150 feet. The breadth thereof, 50 cubits or 75 feet. The height thereof, 30 cubits or 45 feet. 150 by 75 by 45. This is a building that most people just totally forget about. Larger than the temple, significantly larger than the temple. Upon four rows of cedar pillars with cedar beams upon the pillars, okay? Remember we discussed that literally the first floor of the structure was nothing but wood columns and looked like a forest. He did it because he had so much wood, let's do something with this. So he just made the first floor a forest. So that's why they call it the House of the Forest of Lebanon. 2 Chronicles 9.16 shields may he have beaten gold, 300 shekels of gold went to one shield, and the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. Why put them there? Well, they kind of go somewhere. Okay. Solomon is surrounded by gold. This, this, this tremendous, tremendous success is the point, the point that's being made here. 1 Kings 14.26 talks about the shields of gold which Solomon had made. And we will see that in the future when we get to chapter 14. 2 Chronicles 12.9, which is the parallel verse of that, the shields of gold which Solomon had made. These are going to come into play um, in coming months uh, if we get there eventually. But um, 1 Kings 10.18. Moreover, or on top of this, on top of this, The king made a great throne of ivory. Stop right there. How much ivory would it take to make a throne? And where did it come from? Don't let this slip by. Okay? Ivory was even more valuable than gold because of what it took to get it. Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with the best gold. Why? He's got gold everywhere. He's got to do something with it. 2 Chronicles 9.17, Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with pure gold. 1 Kings 10.19, The throne had six steps and the top of the throne was round behind and there were stays. Anybody know what stays are? Okay? I'm going to give you a hint. You're all sitting on pews. These pews are made for six people. I want you to imagine you've got eight people sitting on that pew. What is the only thing keeping for the people on the end from falling off? The armrests. It's a stay to make sure you don't fall off. That's all it is. Literally the word means hands. On either side of the place of the seat, and two lions stood beside the stays. These are not literal lions. These are lions made out of gold. Chronicles 9.18, there were six steps to the throne with a footstool of gold, which were fastened to the throne and the stays on each side of it of the sitting place and two lions standing by the stays. I looked to see if I could find some artist's representation of this. What I'm going to show you is the closest that I could come up with, but even this I don't think is, 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 is an accurate depiction of it. Verse uh, 20 verse in chapter 10, 12 lions stood there on the steps and one side on the other side upon the six steps there was not light made in any kingdom. 9:19, 12 lions stood upon stood there on the one side on the other side upon the six steps there was not light made in any kingdom. This is the best that I can come up with, okay? These lions are just sitting on the steps. made us all go because there's so much, okay? course, you've got this. Would be solid stereo, right there. By the way, thank God for your cell phone. The stuff they can do, they would have paid millions for just your cell phone. People coming and seeing that. But I think this is nothing compared to what it actually was, just because there was so much gold available. Deuteronomy 17 says, verse in verse 18, it shall be when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom this is any king that comes to the throne Solomon said these words and wrote them down and this is what the law of Solomon uh, uh, Moses, Moses wrote them down this is the law of Moses it shall be when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom whoever he shall write him a copy of this law book law in a book out of that which is before the priests the Levites very, very, very very, very, very important. Every throne had to have a copy of the Bible that was handwritten by the king. That being said, there was only 11 books in the Bible at this point. There's not nearly as many as you would think, but the new king had to handwrite it and then keep it at the throne. So we're going to call it the throne copy this throne copy we're going to talk about a lot in coming weeks but the throne copy was in fact there verse 19 of Deuteronomy 17 it shall be with him and he shall read therein all the days of his life that is why the throne copy stayed at the throne it was like having a copy of the law it was like having a reminder that you are not the final authority this book is the final authority and you're supposed to be not only writing the thing out but you're supposed to be reading it every single day sound familiar okay this is where bible reading comes from this is the whole origin of it it shall be with him he shall read therein all the days of his life that he may learn to fear the lord his god to keep all the words of this law and these statutes to do them that's the purpose verse 20 that his heart be not lifted up above his brethren in other words, that he doesn't get the big head, and that he turn not aside from the commandment to the right hand or to the left, to the end that he may prolong his days in his kingdom, he and his children, in the midst of Israel. This throne copy is vital that we remember is there. First Kings ten twenty one. All the king Solomon's drinking vessels were of gold. Okay, I don't know about you, but my drinking vessels are all made of plastic okay Solomon is experiencing more success than I I believe anybody ever all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold you know that house we talked about with all this we we didn't forget is even there everything in it is pure gold. None were of silver silver was nothing accounted of in the days of Solomon they didn't even care about it. What product we have today that we don't care about I can't think of one we even charge for water silver had no value at all in the days of Solomon this is the success that Solomon is experiencing Chronicles 9 verse 20 all the drinking vessels of King Solomon were of gold all the vessels of the house of (laughs) of Lebanon were of pure gold none were of silver it was not anything accounted of in the days of Solomon Kings 10.22 For the king had at sea a navy of Tarsus with the navy of Hiram, once in three years came the navy of Tarsus, bringing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. We talked about this going all the way back to the first um, section of, 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 of success, and these are the ships that are bringing stuff in from other countries, and we talked about how they also brought something else. Do you remember what it was they also brought? Very important. We're going to get there in a second. 2 Chronicles 9.21 For the king's ships went to Tarshish with the servants of Hiram, which is the the king of Tyre. Every three years, once came the ships of Tarshish bringing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. 1 Kings 10.23 So King Solomon exceeded all the kings of the earth for riches and for wisdom. At this point, he is the most famous guy in the world. Who is the richest king on earth today? We should know. Vladimir Putin. Putin has way more than everybody else. Way, way, way more. And their economy is kind of not that great. What does that tell you about the taxation in Russia? 2 Chronicles 9.22 King Solomon passed all the kings of the earth in wisdom and riches. Kings 10 24. All the earth sought to Solomon. Last week we saw the queen of Sheba coming roughly seven years distance to see him. She wasn't the only one. All the earth sought to Solomon. They came from anywhere they could because his fame was so widespread. To hear his wisdom, which God had put in his heart. Chronicles <laughs> 9:23. All the kings of the earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom that God had put in his heart. So it's more than just the Queen of Sheba. She was probably notable because it was, she was a female, but she by far not the only one to wait to see all of this success. Gossip spreads, make it good gossip. 1 Kings chapter 4, verse number 33. He spake of trees from the cedar tree that is in Lebanon, even to the hyssop that springeth out of the wall. He spake also of beasts and of fowl, and of creeping things and of fishes. What does that tell us? Solomon was a scientist. Solomon was not just a preacher. He was not just a a, a king. He was also a scientist. This guy would have made... um, um, Who's the guy with the white hair, the smart guy? Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein type guy. This guy knows his stuff and can back it up. And there came of all people to hear the wisdom of Solomon from all the kings of the earth, which had had heard of his wisdom. First Kings 10, 25. And they brought every man his present, vessels of silver, which Solomon didn't want, but they brought them because it was valuable in their country, of vessels of gold, which Solomon didn't want, he's already got so much he's using it for paint. Um, And garments, Solomon didn't want that. And armor, spices, he didn't need that because of all that was brought in by the Queen of Sheba. Horses, that's going to be something Solomon, we're going to see more. Uh, Mules, a rape year by year, this happened year after year. So this period of success is not just in his 36th year, it's in his 37th year, it's in his 38th year, it's in his 39th year, it's in his 40th year. So Solomon is experiencing tremendous success. Chronicles 9.24, they brought every man as present, vessels of silver, vessels of gold, raiment, harness, and spices, horses and mules, a rate year by year. Folks, this is important, watch the screen. Jesus referred to these clothes. Jesus referred to Solomon's clothes. Solomon in all his glory, Matthew 6, 29b. Now, what Jesus was talking about was way bigger than Solomon's, uh, Solomon's clothes. But Jesus used Solomon as an illustration that we still use today. That's how successful Solomon is. Solomon gathered together in 1 Kings 10 26 chariots and horsemen these are valuable to him he had a thousand and four hundred chariots or fourteen hundred chariots why did he have chariots he rules all the way to the, to the Euphrates River he's got no enemies he's why have chariots what else are you gonna do with all this stuff he's building we he don't even need them Twelve thousand horsemen—that's twelve thousand horses and men to ride them for what? He don't have any enemies. He's a tremendous success. You gotta do something with all of it. Whom he bestowed to the cities for chariots and the king, and with the king at Jerusalem. Chronicles nine twenty-five. Solomon had four thousand stalls for horses and chariots. 12,000 horsemen, whom he bestowed in the chariot cities and with the king at Jerusalem. 2 Chronicles chapter 1 talks about this as well. Verse 14, Solomon gathered chariots and horsemen. He had 1,400 chariots, 12,000 horsemen, which he placed in the chariot cities and with the king at Jerusalem. Again, you don't need them. He's just that successful. 1 Kings 10.27, the king made silver to be in Jerusalem as stones. Now, this is the second time 1 Kings tells us about silver being valueless. The second time, the king made silver to be in Jerusalem as stones. Cedars made heat to be as sycamore trees that are in the veil for abundance. Where did the cedars come from? From Tyre. Tremendous success. 1 Chronicles 1, The king made silver and gold in Jerusalem, as plenteous as stones and cedar trees, made he as the sycamore trees that are in the vale for abundance. 2 Chronicles chapter 9, verse 27, The king made silver in Jerusalem as stones and cedar trees, made he as the sycamore trees that are in the low plains in abundance. Don't let the cedar get away from you because it was rare. It was very, very rare because it had to come from Far away, just like the Queen of Sheba had to carry all the gold, these trees had to be carried tremendous distances. Now great, true, they were floated down the Mediterranean Sea, but still it had to be done. He's saying it's like weeds. There's so much, it's like they grew there naturally. First Kings ten twenty-eight. Solomon had horses brought out of anybody getting bored? I don't know about you, but it's like, all right, enough. Enough. It's still not done. Solomon had horses brought out of Egypt and linen yarn. So horses and yarn. This would be very, very expensive material for making clothing. The king's merchants received the linen yarn at a price. These were purchased. He's actually purchasing something now. All the other stuff was coming to him. Free. Free. Chronicles one sixteen. Solomon had horses brought out of Egypt and linen yarn. The king's merchants received the linen yarn at a price. Chronicles nine twenty eight. They brought unto Solomon horses out of Egypt and out of all lands. So it, it, he's just got them. He's so successful. Got to do something. And why not? Why not? He's got it. Okay. Saw so that horses brought out of Egypt, on yarn, king's virtues, he had to pay for it, so what? Why would he not go to Egypt and, and, and do that? Remember who his father-in-law is? His first father-in-law was Pharaoh himself. He got a discount on top of it. Deuteronomy 17 tells us why not. Deuteronomy 17, verse 15. Thou shalt not in any wise set him king over thee, whom the Lord thy God shall choose. Thou shalt, shalt do it, not, shalt not, thou shalt put him who God chooses. What from among thy brethren shalt thou set king over thee, which Solomon fits the category so far? That thou mayest set not a stranger over thee, which is not thy brother. Sixteen. But he shall not multiply horses to himself, nor cause the people to return to Egypt. This is not saying that going back to live in Egypt. This is saying don't even do business with Egypt. You want to trade? Do trade. But don't trade with Egypt. Don't forget what happened to you way before you were born. He shall not multiply horses to himself, nor cause the people to return to Egypt, to the end that he should multiply horses, which is what he is buying. For as much as the Lord has said unto you, ye shall henceforth return no more that way. This is the halfway point of the sermon. And quite frankly, I'm glad. Because as I studied this, all the success, it becomes like, so what? It's like hearing about Donald Trump and his golden airplane. Yeah, so what? I don't have all that. But some people do. Solomon did. 1 Kings 10, 29. And a chariot came up and went out of Egypt for 600 shekels of silver. 15 pounds of silver, which is $3,000 today. One chariot. How many has he got? Thousands. A horse for 150, that's 4 pounds of silver, that's $1,300 today. But you notice there was no silver. He paid for it with dirt. Silver had no value. Well, why not? You got to do something with it. So, for all the kings of the Hittites and for the kings of Syria, did they bring them out by their means? They were resold even to other nations. Why? You got to do something with it. Chronicles one seventeen. They fetched up and brought forth out of Egypt a chariot for 600 shekels of silver, a horse for 150, and so brought the out horses for all the kings of the Hittites, for the kings of Syria, by their means. Now I want you to look at your Bible to make sure I'm going to tell you the truth, okay? I don't see anybody open up there, but Jonathan, you don't bring your Bible, I to you. I don't, okay, Lori's got her Bible. I want you to see in your Bible this is true, okay? He goes directly from this. 1 Kings 10 29. I'm going to read it again. A chariot came up and went out of Egypt for 600 shekels of silver, and a horse for 150. And so, for the kings of the Hittites, for the kings of Syria, did they bring them out by their meats. That was where we left off, right? He goes directly from this to this. This is the next verse. Tell me if I'm telling the truth. First Kings 11 1. Is that the next verse in your Bible? This first case level in the next verse in your Bible. So it goes directly from those chariots into the next verse. King Solomon loved many strange women together with the daughter of Pharaoh who was his first wife. Women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Zidonians, and Hittites. We've already seen this, but why bring it up now? Of the nations concerning which the Lord said to the children of Israel, you shall not go into them. There's clue number three. Neither shall they come in unto you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods, solemnly clave unto these in love. My question is why? <coughs> Bring it up now. He had seven hundred wives, princesses, and three hundred concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. <coughs> Deuteronomy 17, 17, where we were just a minute ago, neither shall he multiply wives to himself that his heart turned not away. Neither shall he greatly multiply himself silver and gold. Why bring it up now? Don't answer. If Wade was here, Wade would. But I want you in your own mind, ask yourself this question. Why the drastic change in one verse? My whole life I've known about Solomon and the two things about him smart and rich wives smart and rich wives Why the drastic change in one verse? By the way, this drastic change is why we had him marrying some people all along. Because how do you get a thousand lives in one verse? But literally, success of 1 Kings chapter 10 to all of the women turning his heart away in chapter 11. Anybody, don't answer out loud, but anybody think you got an idea? Okay? This is very, very, very important. We, take, we got the map of his life. Wisdom, wisdom builds the temple, Song of Solomon, success proverbs, Sheba's success goes right into wives. Okay? Literally, it's that much of a jump. Now, I'm going to draw a line on the screen that's his spirituality. Okay? Our spirituality, I want you to pretend it's a scale of 1 to 10, and Billy Graham's up here, and uh, uh, um, the worst center you can think of is down here. Okay? So scale from the top to bottom. Okay. this is what happened to Solomon Solomon is on top all the way to the wives and then drops all the way to the bottom why why I hope you never forget this message I hope you never forget it I don't think it was in one verse I think we assume it's in one verse stay with me I think, and I can't prove it, I think it, because the math works. I think the change was, in fact, the Queen of Sheba, not all of the things that happened, and then suddenly it just drops off the edge of the earth. I think the Queen of Sheba is the key to the whole thing. She left. Sheba's up there at verse 45, but that doesn't fly with my spiritual timeline, though. So how could she be the problem? I think, again, he had no idea what to do with that. I think he overcompensates when she leaves, during all of this success that we've been hearing about for the past half an hour. I think he overcompensates and uses his Navy to try to replace her, probably because she challenged him intellectually. Sheba was different now for two reasons. Number one, she left. He didn't. He never had a woman leave. Secondly, she's smart and he's never had a smart woman. Why? Because most women were uneducated. We forget about that. We think that all these wives of Solomon were smart ladies. Sheba stood out among all of them. She left. I think he sends his navy anywhere you can find. I want the smartest girl in the town. And you pay whatever it takes. Wherever you go, I want the smartest girl. And you bring her back no matter what it takes. He's got the money. I think this takes the last half of his life. Watch that. I think it takes the last half of his wife, remember this is a spiritual scale, and builds and builds and builds his harem. His success was simple coasting downhill. He was doing nothing to earn his success. He's up here and he's just sliding down the hill, driving downhill. You can keep your foot off the gas and get a speeding ticket. I've seen it happen, I've been pulled over for speeding down a hill, never touched the gas. Officer, I didn't touch the gas. He said, you are speeding. I don't care what caused the car to go that fast, you were speeding. I am nearly positive, I'm nearly positive he thought he was too busy to read his throne copy. What is he busy doing? I am convinced absolutely he wants to replace the queen of Sheba. He can't get her unless he conquers her, so he's got them out looking for wives everywhere. They're bringing them back, and I think he's interviewing them. Say, hey, uh, what do you know? uh, You're dumb. Go to the harem. I'll take care of you the rest of your life, but you're going to be put in storage. But everything looks fine. that's the point. Everything looks fine. He looks like he's up here spiritually he's actually down here. I hope this I hope this sort of just just gets in your mind and won't leave because this is so important. Where is the Shunammite? Who's the Shunammite? That goes all the way back to the Song of Solomon, the one he really loved. Where's she at? I think he got too busy for her. So why did the Lord put this in my Bible? Never ever ever read a passage of scripture without asking this question. Why did the Lord put this in my Bible? The Queen of Sheba paid $242 million to hear 11 books of the Bible. God gave us another 55 on top of that. Why did the Lord put this in my Bible? Why has it been there for six 4,000 years? When preachers fall, it is always a shock, is it not? Even now, as many preachers fall, it's always a shock. I heard about a preacher, successful Pentecostal preacher, spoke in tongues and did healing. They caught him with a man. How could that be? How can he be so successful and doing this secretly? Everything seemed to be going well. It's exactly what I did for three years. I did that for three years. But coasting without power always slows to a stop and this is what we have to remember is going to come eventually coasting downhill always slows to a stop you may go a long way because you got a lot of success but eventually you're gonna stop moving because you're doing nothing to keep the 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 progress going and i'm sitting i'm telling you solomon he did not deserve any of this. It's just naturally happened because he had so much success. Never, ever, ever assume people at church are seeking Jesus. Never. Sinners sin. How do I know that? How many times do I have to pray, God, please forgive me of for what I just did. You think everybody else in church have to do the same thing? Sinners sin, even pastors. As far as I know, I am the only one with this theory. I wish Wade was here because he would have a little knowledge on this, but on sermon audio, I'm sure I'll get some kind of response. As far as I know, I am the only one with this theory, likely because I lived every part of it. I'm not proud of it but I see something that I want other people to see because people were, they were crushed when I quit Park Ridge, they were crushed. I had been with Michelle for three years secretly. I had been with her for three years. It's like, how could this happen? Exactly the same way Solomon happened, I submit to you. If you disagree, I'd love to hear how you think Solomon went from Proverbs to Ecclesiastes the title of next week's message is Welcome to Ecclesiastes. We were in Proverbs two weeks ago. How do you go from Proverbs to Ecclesiastes? I'm not going to ask you if you know what's in Ecclesiastes. Okay? If you don't know what's in Ecclesiastes, read it this next week because it's one of the most depressing books in the Bible. Job is happier than Ecclesiastes. How does Solomon get from Proverbs to Ecclesiastes? so fast. I submit to you it didn't happen fast at all. It was the last half of his life. Father, thank you for not stopping me. You could have. You didn't. Thank you for not stopping Jimmy Swagger. You could have. You didn't. Thank you for not stopping Jim Baker. You could have but you didn't. Thank you for not stopping Gene Pritchard. You could have, but you didn't. Lord, I can go down the list with all the people that you didn't stop, and never once thank you for the thousands that you did stop. Thousands of preachers who are sinners, who are tempted, but you kept them from doing this. Forgive me, please forgive me of not giving you credit for changing what they wanted I know what they wanted. Just because I gave in and they didn't does not make them better than me. It makes them prevented by you. Father, it's not going to be long and this church is going to be looking for a new pastor. It's going to be so easy to fall in love. Please help us remember whoever it is no matter how wonderful he is, he's a sinner. He may have knowledge, but that doesn't mean he's seeking you. Father, I'm asking you as a member of this church, when it comes time for us to select a new pastor, whenever that is, please stop us from getting a Solomon. Please stop us from getting a Danny King. Please give us a Doug King. He may not be the most interesting. He may have some quirks. But I know the man. He never gave in. Thank you for my pastor. Today, right now, he's hurting. He's 86 years old. His wife is hurting. She's 83. Father, thank you for my pastor. Please, 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 when it comes time for us to find somebody else, prevent us from getting Solomon, no matter how smart he is. Amen. Please prevent us from getting Danny King, no matter how interesting he might be. Father, please protect us because sinners sin.